At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, however you're taking us in, YouTube TV. We appreciate it. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM, where your golf top 10s, your golf top 20s, dead heats are the place to be. That's what they should say on their uh, on their promos, Kelly. You subscribe to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Wherever yeah. you're looking for dead heat rules that are, that you enjoy, <laughs> we're your spot. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. How you doing? Uh, we got a we got a packed show. Overlo- overloaded of guests. Overloaded with guests, I should say. Uh, Zach Cohen, our own Zach Cohen, because it's college football week here. Our college football betting guide coming out tomorrow. Coming out tomorrow. Zach Cohen will be here to talk ACC and SEC with us thoughts on those two conferences he did a lot of work for the betting guide will hill to talk major league baseball trade deadline what his thoughts are on today's slate of games in major league baseball now that we are past the deadline mike pritchard on we usually talk uh, nfl with pritch but because it's college football week we said this last week let's talk about his alma mater colorado not like they haven't been in the news for various reasons this offseason the, the latest of which is they're going to head back to the Big 12 after next after this coming season, which in the scheme of, I'll say this without Pritch on air because I don't want to get mad at me, on the scheme of, <laughs> in the scheme of schools going from one conference to the other, this ain't quite, you know, US, this ain't quite Texas and Oklahoma yeah, Texas, going to the, the SEC. SEC. Yeah, yeah, this not, is, not exactly. This is Colorado being like, uh, okay, we'll go back here because we can sort of see the writing on the wall. Yeah, um, yeah. They're being smart. They know what the future is. Well, they got $31 million, but, you know, it's not like it's, it's not like, let's put it this way. It's not like what it could have been had everybody in the Big 12 just stayed together all this all these years. But anyway, that's far past water in the bridge, water under the bridge. Jason Weingarten, uh, Jason Weingarten on baseball, Sia Najad to talk PGA and NFL with us. You'll talk some uh, PGA with us too, right? A little Wyndham mm-hmm. this week? I got a whole uh, six bets for you. Yep. Oh, six wagers. <laughs> That's right. All right. Let's do all that. We'll talk about, uh, there's also a prop, NFL most improved team this oh, year. I'm beyond fascinated by this. Yes. DraftKings, NFL most yep. improved team. So in other words, take what their record was last year, juxtapose it against what their final record will be this year, and bet on that vis-a-vis the odds that are given. I think it's properly priced, but we'll get into it. It's pretty interesting. And we'll take a look at, uh, in the process, perhaps strength of schedule, but also uh, Warren Sharp used to do this thing, uh, net rest. We haven't talked about that this offseason, so we'll talk about uh, Warren Sharp from Sharp Football, what he says with net rest as it relates to that as well. 
Uh, first, the Major League Baseball trade deadline, which, you know, we sort of said it'd probably go out with, uh, I don't want to say a whimper. Justin Verlander was the last big name out there, and he goes back to his former team, the Houston Astros. So Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer go from being teammates to rivals to teammates to rivals in their career as they end up, uh, as the Mets are, are redoing everything. And let me just say this, good on the Mets for recognizing that this didn't work. Let's start from scratch. Yep. So they end up, uh, Verlander ends up with the Astros, and Scherzer ends up with the Rangers, of course, both at the NL West. I said last week on the show, I believe that the Astros, this is even before these moves, I, the Astros are going to win that division, and I'm the guy who has the Rangers pre-flop season win total over. But there's a reason why I bet the over on them and not to win the division, because I do think the Astros outlast them. Remember, the Astros have done most of this without, without Jordan Alvarez contributing this year um, of any real note. So... I think the Astros win that division. I think the Rays, as, as much as I love the Giants, I love the Orioles as much, I don't, I don't buy them winning that division. I said last week I thought the Rays would win that division. The Orioles' only move yesterday was getting Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals, like with Max Scherzer to the Rangers. This ain't your old Jack Flaherty, just like it ain't your old Max Scherzer. Ain't your brothers and sisters. Ain't your mom and dad's Max Scherzer. Ain't your mom and dad's or your older brother and sister's Jack Flaherty anyway. And I just want to say this, because really all that matters to me are the bets. The bets that are induced, the bets that aren't made. I just want to see everything through a betting prism. I just want to say this one thing, Kelly, and and I hesitate to say this because I don't want to sound like I'm being preachy about it. But the thing about the MLB trade deadline is it's very easy then to go into sports talk radio mode and say, oh, this team won, this team was great, this team, I can't believe they didn't do this. The truth with all of this is, you don't know what these clubs had in front of them, right? So it's very easy. Let's take the Orioles, who I love. The Orioles, who I, I sort of joked the other day, it's like it's like they're playing for the dynasty as opposed to a single championship this year. Right. They have this massively packed farm system, which has already produced fruits on their current roster, and now they have it for years to come. And so from the outside looking in, it's like, well, goodness, and I said this the other day, you know, the difference between winning a division and not winning in division is so much more consequential in baseball than it is in any other sport. I absolutely get that. Witness the Braves and Mets last year. Witness if if it happens to the Rays and the Orioles this year. You go from a first-round bye to having to play a best of three. Like, it could be over in a minute after 162 games, no sport has that big of a contrast and that big of a consequence of not winning your division. So it's very easy for us from the outside looking in, not just the Orioles, but we'll use them as an example here because it's a simple one, to say, oh, I can't believe they didn't make a bigger move. How, what a waste of time. But we don't know. We just don't know. It's easy. It's a very lazy sort of conclusion to draw because we don't know what they ultimately would have had to give up within those prospects because if other teams whether it was i don't know let's just take uh stroman with the cubs what whoever it was that you wanted the orioles to end up with justin verlander he could really dictate where he went so it's not really the greatest example but you don't know if that other club whomever it was with pitcher x that that you would have wanted the orioles to get you don't know if they were like no the only prospects we want in this deal and we will accept in this deal is prospect x and prospect y and those might be the only two guys that the orioles were absolutely not willing to give up so it's easy to look at their broad, you know, group of prospects and say, well, how can they couldn't have made a deal? They could have put together X, Y, Z, A, you know, like five other prospects. We don't know. I, th- I just, I just, as a PSA, I think you need, I think someone needs to say that. Yeah, I think, I think you, I mean, it's, it's 
that's well said. I think it's even beyond that, right? I think Stroman's a great example, right? Maybe who knows? Maybe the Cubs and Orioles were talking for you know, two, three weeks, know. and, you know, then the Cubs are playing great all of a sudden, and it's, hey, these guys are off the market. So maybe that was the deal that, you know, they were looking at the whole time. And that's because right. nothing changed with the Orioles, but the Cubs side of it changes. Yeah, and, and yeah, that's the thing. And then eventually, if, if those negotiations go long enough, the Cubs win eight in a row, right? Things change. And really the two biggest names, of course, Shohei with the Angels, Blake Snell with the Padres. Those two teams stay put. The other thing about this is there's a lot of confirmation bias. For as much as the outrage of mainstream media will have on whether this team won or lost on an MLB trade deadline, they will conveniently forget, right? Like if the, if the Orioles don't, let's say the Orioles do get bounced in the first round of the playoffs, they end up as a wild card, and they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. That will be a quick I told you so. But if the Angels end up getting to the playoffs, right, and end up wooing Shohei back for next year. You won't hear that as much from those forwards. Like, oh, because I would love to see the Angels get in the postseason now and prove all those people that, oh, you got Because you still have people saying they should have gotten rid of Shohei. Uh, nope, they shouldn't have. I, I, like, I, just, I just don't understand. I get it. People are, are so locked into the mechanical baseball machinations of that where it's like, no, they, they can't afford to give them up for nothing. Yes, but what are you saying to your fans if you do yeah. give them up? Like you just – in whatever trade, you'll always be known as the guy who got rid of Shohei. You have to give it a try with him. So anyway, what does this mean from a betting perspective? Did it induce any bets anywhere? Um, listen, it ain't your brother and sister's Jack Flaherty. I think the Rays look incrementally better. We already said we, we liked them last week to win this division. I think the Astros obviously look incrementally better. Um, the Rangers might be one of these teams, by the way, in the NLS, that they will get over their season win total because I think they have enough wins banked. Uh, Bruce Bochy, I can't say enough about him. But I don't know if they can quite do you see them deep into the postseason. I don't know that I do. Um, some people think they might even have trouble getting into the postseason, which I don't know that I'm behind. Uh, but does it induce any bet for me on any level? Nope, still raising Astros for me. I haven't made those bets. We can flash up the bets that I've made pre-flop and during this season. Um, goes back to the Rangers over. It goes back to Shohei to win the AL Cy Young. That's not going to happen. Um, also, the Luis, Ar- Luis Arias to win the uh, NL MVP at 80-1. to 1. By the way, he's hitting 382 in August. And it's not even worth mentioning, Greg, right? because the only way he wins the NL MVP is if oh, he hits 400. Totally. But he's yes. hitting 382. <laughs> like, if you just pass it 394 off. 394 sucks. God, if he hit, wake me up if he hits 400. He's that, so right. bad. 382. <laughs> that is so true. Ellie Dela Cruz, who I got at 30 to 1 to the NL to win the NL Rookie of the Year. As great as Ellie Dela Cruz is, and as good and as much as he's probably the rook, the best rookie, Corbin Carroll's injury never happened, apparently. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, two, remember those two days and during that week where he's like, oh, my God, my arm's falling off. No, he's great. He's fine. So he's going to win it. Uh, I do have the Giants to win the NL West at plus 1050. That remains to me still a good bet. They're only two and a half back. And I got Strider. Strider after a ni- nice win yesterday. Uh, Spencer Strider now 12 and three with all the great stats we quoted last week, starting with that K rate, which is just super duper elite. I have him at eight to one and plus 70 uh, plus seven fifty to win the NL Cy Young. So Strider is the one uh, that I'm hoping for the, that looks the best of that bunch. The Rangers, obviously, hopefully the giants, but as far as what the trade deadline did for bets, the answer is not much, not much. Like that's the other thing you have. Joe Pita used to do a great job of this with his baseball previews every year at, uh, at his, Substack trading bases and then later at ESPN chalk. Don't be 
you know, don't get seduced by the names. Just because you're getting a big name, look at the Mets, you know, doesn't mean that's going to translate to a championship. Teams like the Rays, teams like the Giants, um, they get it. They get roster construction. And in the end, you kind of have to give the Orioles the benefit of the doubt because look where they've gotten at least this far. So um, nothing new for me based on yesterday. But, you know, does that mean that there, there might not be? I still haven't. I, I'm still the one I'm considering is the Angels to win the division because it's still so long. But yeah. I just think the Astros are good. I just think that's talking so and mad making at, a bet. So mad I didn't make that bet. Well, we talked about it so much on Monday with Paul. But I still think the Astros win it. I think the Angels are much more likely to get a wild card than they are to win that division. So, anyway, trade deadline. Did it induce a bet or not? Not here, anyway. We'll come back. Will Hill's thoughts next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800. 522-4700. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from uh, Cricket Man. Cricket Man says, I only joined X so I could offer my brilliant and pithy input to you, Gil, and your colleagues. Maybe someday I will need it to communicate with a generation effectively, but what a, what a cesspool a celebrity must wade through. I guess you cleanse your head somehow and ignore it. He's being very, uh, a little broad macro existential commentary yeah, from well. Cricket Man. I don't know what that was about. Uh, Kenny G, morning, Gil. Are they going to have a podcast on Bet Bash? Great show. Um, thank you. I, I, I don't know what the plans are in terms of a podcast, but the big, <laughs> the big headliner, who are you laughing? I'm just kind of chuckling because there's going to be Look, there's going to be about 300 dudes in town that do podcasts. And yes. I guarantee you they'll be doing bet bash uh, there is type, that. Uh, type podcast based off that. I can only tell you what Spanky did last year. He sort of kept everything in-house for the people who attended bet bash. Uh, the big headline, obviously, thing that the big headline that is happening at Bet Bash Three, coming up next week here, Spanky's uh, wonderful conference. Bet Bash Two was just the greatest thing in the world. Uh, but including those Hall of Fame, those sports gambling Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, uh, he will be interviewing Billy Walters. A bunch of us are doing panels, 
He will be interviewing Billy Walters. That's the big headliner. On this show, on a numbers game next week, I could tell you from Bed Bash, uh, Michael Craig from uh, Right Angle Sports will be in studio. Rob Pozzola from the Hammer Network, he'll be in studio making his annual appearance on the show. Uh, Matt Buckalter, people know him as, uh, was it Plus EV Analytics? Is that his Twitter handle? Uh, He gave those alternate season win totals in the NFL last year. He'll be in studio. Uh, all because of Bet Bash, as will Jason Weingarten. How about Jason Weingarten in the flesh? There we go. Ed Fang from the Power Rank. Rufus Peabody will be in studio. So a numbers game next week will just be flooded with uh, with folks coming on into the South Point, which I always look forward to. It's always uh, humbled by that. Uh, this is also from, before we get to Will Hill, this is from uh, Scotty B726, Barranco Scott, who says, I wouldn't trade Kelly Bidlin for Stroman. How about that? Oh, no. one more. Jeff no. Levine. Uh, bingo on the O's, Gil. Critics are short-sighted. The O's were nuts getting Cano for their all-star reliever last year, and Bautista, who was a All of their mediocre starters are improved this year. Means is coming. Flaherty's July was plus should compete. So there you go. Uh, Will Hill joins us. He has many thoughts on Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball trade deadline. Plays today and beyond. He's at not the Will Hill. VEASAN Zone, how you doing, man? Yo, what's going on? That's a uh, that's a loaded guest list next week. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you bump me for any of those guys, I am going to come down to the <laughs> South Point. I know where you are, and I'm going to come find you. So let me, I, better, let me, I better still be Wednesday morning. I'm week. looking right now. You are still Wednesday morning. Right. I, I may have to move your time, but you know, I think you're Wednesday morning. Yeah. No, okay. How See, about, look, I don't, I don't I already know if you upset. mentioned it. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I don't know if you mentioned it. Was there a stranger story than Eduardo Rodriguez, who's on the Detroit Tigers, saying, "No, nah, I don't want to go to the Dodgers. You yes. know, L.A. Great te- first place, the weather. I'm good. I'm going to stay here in Detroit." What was that about? Have we got clarification know. on that? I don't know. Strange. I have no idea. I mean, it, it does bear mentioning, though, that you know, as betters, we part of the presumption is that everybody's uh, desires and sort of right. goals are the same as ours. Sometimes we might be wrong about that, right? Like you're like, oh, this good, this dude's content in Detroit. He's good. It's, yeah, it's a long season. Maybe you know he's like, hey, we're not going to the playoffs. Maybe he's already. I don't know what his family situation is. Like, hey, first week of October, we're going to go here. Maybe he's a big guy. I don't know, college football fan. Maybe he's got vacation planning. He, <laughs> he wasn't planning on working the extra week or the extra month. So, but that was that was a really strange story. The, the best best quote I heard about that yesterday was on ESPN after after the trade deadline, and it was I don't remember who said it, but it was the report was he'd like to remain like to play on the East Coast or in Detroit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that's not East all right. Coast at all. <laughs> cool. Um, so I just I just talked about the trade deadline a little bit. Do you generally agree with me about the fact that there's a lot we don't know, but even if you do or or don't, is there a team where you are, and I think I might know the team with you, where you're still like, oh, dude, they had to do something. What do you got on that? Uh, I mean, I, I do agree on Baltimore for people that are going to knock them. I mean, what are you knocking them? What was the trade? We don't know the trades. We don't, we don't know, know that part of the equation. So, yeah. and again, it's, I mean, just to throw out raw numbers, would you rather have like a, a 10% t- chance to win the world series each year for the next six years? Or would you rather bump that to like, what, what would you, who could make a trade that would make that matter to like 12% and then decrease your eyes in the next year? So I don't know. It wasn't a great deadline. We talked about it last week with all these teams that are in the mix with these extra wild card spots. There's just not as many sellers, and the few sellers are going to want more because they're the only sellers. So, I mean, if Pitt, Pittsburgh with Mitch Keller and some of these teams, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez, they, who knows what they were asking for. So I think, you know, more often than not, when you look back at who wins the World Series, like these deadline deals very rarely, especially like the, the big-time pitchers, very rarely does the team that won a World Series won it, win it because of a trade. I mean, Solaire was an impact bat a couple of years ago, but 
Uh, and again, sometimes it's these under the radar trades that, that a, a guy gets a big hit in October that we weren't even talking about. So I don't think there's anything that really moves the needle for me. I don't know that. Look, I, I think you were hinting at the Yankees. Yes, I was. I mean, what, who did you want it to get? That's going to matter. I mean, they're just so not even close. They're not worth giving up prospects for. So I, I don't hate the idea that they just stood pat because to me, they're not a bad away. There was no real impact bats available. So I can't argue with them. Not, you know, this team's just not worth trading prospects for. Well, you made a comment to me off air, which, which rang true. I think more than anything, which is the very guys they could have gotten here. They could have gotten a long time ago also. Right. right. So it would have been weird for them to make a move on them now. Sure. I mean, the moves that they should have made are, are in the past. It's Corey Seager, it's Harper, it's Machado, it's Freddie Freeman, it's Seto Rizzo. I mean, the, that talent came and came and went, and that was all. All they needed was money. They didn't need prospects, and they have more money than anybody. They print money, and they felt like they didn't. They didn't need those guys. This is a few off seasons in a row where they just haven't upgraded the offense, and you're stuck with a very, very uh, just pedestrian lineup. Pedestrian would be kind. Yeah. Uh, with that lineup, it's just dreadful, and. Uh, it, it's fine. To, it, it's hard to find bats now. It's it, it's a, a game where all these guys throw hard and you know hitting's hard to come by. Which uh, you mentioned, Arias to hit 382. I mean, it just shows you how far baseball has fallen off the map. That that's not even a story. I mean, guys hit 382. It's August 1st, and it's nobody incredible. even really talks about it. It's incredible. Yes. Um, the one thing I did want to oh, now I lost my my train of thought on it with the. Uh, with the Yankees, though, they, they do, by the way, just to clarify, the Yankees did pick up a right, right-handed pitcher, Keenan uh, Middleton, I should say, from the White Sox. That was their one move on that. Uh, what did you end up with today, by the way, in Major League Baseball? You don't love this slate today? I don't love the card. Uh, the, the Braves are a little look a little cheap, but that's a good pitching matchup with Giolito going against, uh, I think it's Chirinos. But if you can get, like, minus 138 on the Braves, that's not bad. That's the early game starts here in an hour and a half or so. That's noon Eastern or thereabouts. Um, I didn't I didn't play it. I might play Atlanta. I did play Philly minus a dollar 20 or so. It is Wheeler against Garrett. Uh, Garrett's had a hard time keeping the ball in the ballpark. Six home runs allowed the last six starts. I just feel like I got the better starting pitcher with Wheeler. I got the better lineup with Philly. I didn't see it. I heard about it. I guess Miami lost a brutal game last night. I guess Robertson came in. They had a, they had a lead in the ninth inning. I don't know how they lost, but I guess that was a, a bad loss. And they have not been playing well in general, but I, I do like the Phillies tonight. Yeah, what I was going to say was at least 25%. I don't know. Maybe I'm high on that. But a large percentage of the texts that me, you, and Felica throw back on a, on a given night are just anti-Yankees texts. Like, they're so bad getting back to the – That's that was the thing that left my mind. So those are your plays for the day. If I said to you what I asked what, what I asked Spore earlier in the week, which was, uh, give me the six teams that make the postseason in the AL, you would say what? Ooh. Uh, let's go I – mean, we'll go Twins, Astros, Orioles, Rangers, Rays – and Blue Jays. I'll just I'll go boring. I don't think we get a shocker NL? or anything. NL less boring than that. Uh, I'll go Dodgers. Obviously Braves. Central. I'll go Brewers. Um, Phillies. I'll, I'll give you the Giants because again I want to keep my slot here, and I'll say <laughs> the I'll say the Diamondbacks. Am I missing somebody obvious? It's hard with it not in front of me. Am I missing somebody obvious? Uh, you didn't miss anybody obvious. No, yeah, no, no, no one obvious. Okay. Let me just ask you this before we go. Cause we have uh, fun we, races though. Really fun races. Really awesome. Five of yeah. six of them are phenomenal. All right. Hall of fame game, a special numbers game investigation yes. reveals that there's a hall of fame game kicking off the NFL preseason tomorrow. The jets and the Browns with the jets, two point favorites. You want to do something with this? 
it's first of all, it doesn't, it doesn't feel weird. It's insane to me that football, there's a football game tomorrow. It just doesn't compete with my brain. Yeah. If you can find a book to tease it and you got to tie up your money for a little bit. If you want to tease it with a regular season game, I have no problem doing that in a game. That's going to be close, low scoring. Look, the total's what 33. So if you can tease uh, Cleveland up to eight, uh, I don't hate that <laughs> with the chiefs it. week one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have it. I bet it. I just think those eight points are extremely valuable. I don't think books are letting you tease as much in the preseason. Cause you remember last year, the yes. totals were so low. Yeah. People were putting in these three team, 10, 10 point teasers, teasing the totals down to like 21, 22. And they got slaughtered. So they all I won. think it's harder to find, but yeah, they all won. But yeah. I, I don't mind teasing here. If you can find that there is a will Hill hall of fame game teaser to a week one team. Tease the Browns up past the past three, past the seven. There you go. Do not lay 140 on a two-team teaser, I've heard, though. <laughs> Where'd you hear that? We've never said that on this show. I've never heard that. <laughs> Does that come up on this show before? <laughs> All right, plug away, Will. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Network, 1 o'clock Eastern. Check it out. Thank you, sir. Zach Cohen, college football. SEC, ACC, next. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Power ratings, picks, previews, predictions, pro, as in become a VSIN Pro subscriber, get an all access pass to our betting tools, betting splits, and yes, the 2023 college football betting guide. Tomorrow's release of the college football guide and our previously released NFL betting guide will have you ready to turn a profit on the gridiron this year, college and pro. The only way to get the guides, though, and everything we have to offer is to become a VSIN Pro subscriber, and you could do exactly that at VSIN.com slash subscribe it's gil alexander it's kelly bidlin i do have a couple tennis picks today remember yesterday we were like hey what are the two remaining tennis picks and i was like i don't know i'm looking at the schedule one looks delayed i don't know if the other one got yeah they both hit uh slash picks for all of our picks hosts guests throughout the day here at the network i do have two picks today neither have started uh it's that funny time of year where there's some Mostly hard court tournaments on the run-up to the U.S. Open. There are some straight clay uh, court tournaments as well. But I have uh, two today, and they're both dogs. Both dogs. Go with Liam Brody, Kelly. What do you know about Liam Brody? Anything? Nothing? Nothing at all? Anything about Liam Brody? I think he goes by Liam. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Liam Brody's going up against Talent Greek Sport. Talent Greek Sport has had a great, great year, great summer by any stretch. Um but Brody's numbers here are such that plus 140 should not be the case. And Zhizhen Zhang, who we, or Zhang Zhizhen is actually how you say it, who we won on yesterday uh, very easily, easy peasy match. I think he was playing Dejer yesterday. Um, he is taking on Dominic Team, former Grand Slam champ, or, you know, always a Grand Slam champ once you win one, but Grand Slam champ uh, Dominic Team. Team is just very choppy these days, and Zhang is just great. Um, and under the radar here. So plus 132. Those are the two plays in tennis. Liam Brody plus 140. Zhang or Zhang Zhizhen plus 132. I'm just glad to see Jordan's back out of retirement. Okay. You retired for like a whole three minutes yesterday. Jordan? Yeah, you. Come on, man. You retired oh, You retired oh. like for three minutes yesterday. <laughs> yes, I did. And then, the, <laughs> then all the wins came through. Yeah. And then all the wins came through. It's a gambling moment. That is such an inside I, gambler's mindset. Ah, this is terrible. Oh, they won? Okay, great. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is our college football guide, as I just talked about in our promo moments ago. It comes out tomorrow. Zach Cohen, among those who have contributed so much to it. V. Sinzoni joins us now to talk SEC and ACC. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. How about you? Doing very well. I said we're here to talk SEC and ACC, and we will because we got one segment to get through it all. But real quick, because I, w- I was talking about the grid that is at the beginning of the college football guide yesterday, and I just wanted to, you know, I was peeking before this segment. I was like, what did Zach end up playing? 
Um, would you like to share one of your four college football playoff teams that was a little off the radar that has nothing to do with either the SEC or the ACC? Yeah. Wait, sorry, was it not Florida State? Is that not the one that you thought? <laughs> well, that wasn't the one that I was – I mean, because Florida State, I actually have two. You and me were the only okay. ones. Yeah. There we go. There you go. Kelly's all Zach, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one that I was actually thinking about was the other sort of outlier from the Pac-12. Oh, it was that, that was Utah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I have Utah as a plus 600 play to win the PAC 12. And I have them at plus 900 to make the college football playoff. That's really going to be something that we're going to see decided really early in the season because cam rising is coming off a torn ACL. But I do think that as far as quarterbacks go, he's the type of guy, you, you know, you might not think of him as the best quarterback in college football, but he'll outplay anyone in a specific game. I really like his game, like, you know, the gamer attitude in him. And I think that Utah is a better coach team than anybody in the country. And they return, I believe 16 starters. So they do have a really tough schedule. But I think that that, that team is really good. They're really nasty in the trenches. I think they're going to do some really big things this year. All right. Since you bring up Florida State, let's start with the ACC then before we get to the SEC. Florida State, obviously, a team that you are backing. Why are we not one year too early for Florida State? Obviously, Florida State, glory years in the past uh, under Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher, not so much of late. And now the return to glory. So everybody who uh, went to FSU as an FSU fan feels this. Clemson has obviously ruled the roost in the interim. Why is this the year? These two teams, of course, take on each other September 23rd at Death Valley, and that game will have a will go a long way. Although I guess, Zach, they could, you know, Florida State could still lose that game, and these two teams could meet in the ACC championship now. Yeah, that's exactly what could happen. But I, I just think that, yeah, they might be a year away. I don't know. I think that they're this year they're going to be a real contender. I think that they have so much position at the wide, you know, so much skill at the wide receiver position. Johnny Wilson, a six foot seven wide out who can make big plays. Keon Coleman, a Michigan State transfer who I think is an absolute star. It's a really loaded group for Jordan Travis, who's my pick to win the Heisman. And he's also going to be working behind a really improved offensive line. That's kind of been their Achilles heel for the last few seasons. And then on top of that, they just have some, you know, dudes all over the defense. Jared Verse might be top 10 NFL draft pick next year. And they brought over, uh, you know, one of the top corners in the country in Fentrell Cypress. Florida State, I'm just looking at their schedule. So there's the LSU game on the neutral field in Orlando, September 3rd. I mean, that's we always talk about this with college football. I mean, we could say this about the NFL, too. But college football, so much of this comes down to these fulcrum games. Like, it could just be a totally different narrative after the very first game, right? That's a huge showdown with LSU. Then I mentioned the September 23rd game at Clemson. And... Then I guess I should mention October 28th is at Wake Forest because for whatever reason, Florida State always has trouble with the Demon Deacons. I haven't beaten them since 2018 anyway. I haven't won in Winston-Salem since 2017. Uh, seven in a row for Clemson over FSU. But you believe this is where these things, by and large, come to an end? Yeah, it's funny you say that because that game is almost like a playoff game in a way. But yeah. I, I took the under on LSU's team total. And then I have the over on Florida state. So that really is okay. where I decided it. I said that, that that game is going to go that way. And that's going to change both those team seasons. But I do think Florida state gets the job done against LSU. And I do think they'll beat wake forest. I think that wake is going to be a much different team with Mitch Griffiths, a quarterback, Sam Hartman was so good. I think it's really so going to hurt that team seeing him on the way out. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and no other team will move to the SEC, but no other team in the ACC scares you, namely UNC with Drake May. Doesn't scare you off? 
No, I'm not really high on UNC. I still think that that defense is a bit of a disaster. Okay. Uh, SEC. I guess the theme is, and you know, I was talking yesterday about this grid. Georgia, you know, is a consensus pick more than any to get to the college football uh, playoff. And then um, a lot of people have them advancing to the national championship. Not so many winning it all, but obviously people just want to do uh, have different uh, or had different thoughts once you get to that one game. In our betting guide, people can buy it again at vsan.com slash subscribe. Um, have we, I, I guess, your thoughts on George, obviously, but have we, uh, have we already pronounced Alabama dead consensus-wise? Like, it feels like just because one thing is true, it feels like the brain goes to, well, the other thing must happen. Georgia is good. Alabama is not as good anymore. Are, are we exaggerating that? No, and I mentioned that in the guide where it just feels like we're writing off Alabama and it feels like it's a little too soon. I do think that their quarterback situation with the tide is a little bit murky. I don't know if I'm that high on Milrow or Simpson, but I do have both as Heisman values just because Alabama's passing offense has been great the last few years. So I think that whoever gets that job is a really good value at 60 to one. But yeah, I don't think that I don't think Alabama's dead at all. I think that we're going to see them back in the college football playoff very soon. It could even be this year if that quarterback play is a little bit better Uh, with Georgia. I mean, I'm not as high on them as others. I do think they'll make the playoff because I think that they have, you know, a little bit of an easy schedule for an SEC team. And I'm also not that worried about Stetson Bennett not being there anymore because, you know, for all the, you know, for all the talk of Georgia, not having a quarterback, we didn't like Bennett last year and we didn't like him the year before. So why, you know, pick him up now after we kind of, you know, dumped on him for two years. LSU, you mentioned you're, you're under on them. LSU I'm under that's mostly because of the schedule. Like you said, they have that game against Florida state. Then they have a few others that I could easily see them losing. I think that Auburn is going to give a lot of these top schools trouble this year. I just kind of see the sec beating up on itself this season. Yeah. LSU could be favored in every game, but the road trip to Alabama uh, as, as you scan this. Um, but obviously uh, with all these teams, their, their schedule are stacked and nothing for Tennessee. You're not, you're not spooked by Tennessee at all. And Joe Milton. Tennessee was another thing where it's, you know, I just think that the total was a little too high. It's a great program going in the right direction. But yeah, like you said, Milton, I'm not nearly as high on him as I was on hooker. Hooker was so good last season that he was, you know, a third round pick as a 25 year old with a torn ACL. People are forgetting that. And Milton really hasn't proven much of anything. So I think that Tennessee probably eight or nine win team. Though there's nothing like seeing Joe Milton drop back and just hurling the football as long as he as long as he it's an unbelievable <laughs> sight to behold. You're like that ball is still going. So the best bets then ACC and SEC just to review are in the ACC. Actually, I didn't even get get to it, but I really like Miami over seven and a half which is, you know, a team that I usually like to fade. I don't really like these teams that are you know, coming into the season with a ton of hype, but there's no hype surrounding Miami this year. And I think that there should be, they hired two really good offensive, you know, really good coordinators on both sides of the ball. They have a lot of returning talent, a lot of, you know, skill at the at important positions. So I think they're a team that I can see winning eight games. And yeah, I think that, you know, Florida state over uh, UNC under, SEC, I kind of like Missouri to go over, and then another one I liked over was uh, Ole Miss. Okay, and if you can find an FSU to get to the Final Four, which those props do exist out there, you would take a flyer on that as well. Definitely, and I like them to win the ACC too. And like them to win the ACC, obviously, in that mix as well. Zach, a pleasure. Um, Great work as always with everything guide-wise and beyond at VEASAN.com. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. Zach Cohen, everybody, on the show. 
Um, always a pleasure. You can follow him on Twitter at BettingOnX. How about that? New Twitter handle. We'll come back and talk some more football next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $100 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $100 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager settled, you'll receive a $100 bonus as well. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. And offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 and over to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bonus expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Massachusetts, Mississippi, and Nevada. They're showing this uh, 1982 game. I nailed the year, by the way. Between the Celtics and the Bullets. Still going? Boston Celtics, what's in commercial now? Boston Celtics, Washington Bullets. And the, the thing with these games is, first of all, I love it when the NBA shows old games because they rarely do, it seems like. But the whole thing with this is you have to figure out why are they showing this game? Yes. And so it's like a brain exercise. So I, my brain is telling me that Frank Johnson of the Bullets, get a load of this, out of Wake Forest, that Frank Johnson might have been his rookie year, might have been his second year. I think he hits a three-point bomb to win it for the Bullets. So while we're doing this show, I cannot wait to see how this game ends up <laughs> 41 years later. I can't it's, wait. It sucks we have no way to look that up no. and figure out if that happens or not. You're, you're going to have to do a show and look. keep one eye on the TV. Look. I promise I will not look. <laughs> I think Billy Ray Bates was involved. I had just memories of it. It's amazing what you remember from, from that long ago but can't remember what happened last week. Um so we, by the way, before we get to these uh, most improved records in the NFL, should mention Framber Valdez last night of the Houston Astros. No, no. A 93-pitch facing the minimum issued just one walk and then quickly got the double play. 27 up, 27 down in the end, but did give up the walk. Uh, Framber Valdez with the 93-pitch no-hitter, 2-0 win over the Guardians. And by the way, uh, Michael Montesano, who won the uh, first Circa Booby Prize, he actually texted in because he has Cleveland Guardians uh, bets. He says, how about Cleveland was a half game out and they told their fans, we're selling. He says, I'm so pissed with my Cleveland to win division bets. Now two games back. But did this uh, did this make a move here in the uh, American League Cy Young Award? Is this updated right here? Yeah. Valdez is still 6-1 to one after mm-hmm. that? 
Ooh, really? Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Garrett Cole plus 110. By the way, Cole and McClanahan, the first and third on this list, facing each other today, the Yankees and the Rays. Um, Cole plus 110. Gaussman remains 4-1. to one. McClanahan plus 450. And then Valdez, even after the no-no, at 6-1. to one. Everybody else in doubles. Look, Shohei falling all the way to 20-1, to one, huh? How about that? And Felix Bautista. I'm sorry. Reliever's not winning this, people. I know it makes for great... Great talk, but it's not happening. Man, he keeps getting shorter. Forty to one. It just doesn't happen. It's though. like fifty to one a week ago. Uh-huh. Forty to one now. Yeah. Shohei's been hovering around that twenty mark here. By the way, the Afro the the aforementioned Eduardo Rodriguez at one fifty to one. We've gotten more than one tweet. People are like, well, they're saying that he, he said that the West Coast going to the West Coast would be too far from his family. So, not that these guys don't have all the money in the world to make travel as convenient as quick as possible, but that was his point about not wanting to get treated anywhere else. Okay, so uh, congratulations to uh, those who had the Astros. Just, by the way, Borchardt's little parlay hit, the Braves-Astros parlay hit yesterday. <laughs> I thought about that, too, when Easy I was seeing the, the no-hitter watch. I, yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always said this because I once backed Hisashi Iwakuma, I believe was his name, played uh, pitch for the Seattle Mariners. I always tell this. I once had the Mariners when he threw a no-hitter. We always were like, when you back a no-hitter, you should get a bonus payout. It just should be that way. Of course, it doesn't. The world doesn't work that way. But I said that to Borchard last night. He goes, I absolutely should. Absolutely agree. Um, so anyway, uh, Valdez, six to one. I don't know. No, no is a nice thing to add to your resume. As far as football, uh, Kelly found this prop uh, at DraftKings, the most improved NFL team this year. Again, you look at their record last year. What do you believe, based on their final record this year, will end up producing the most improved team by, by wins, most improved team in the National Football League? Aggregate, wins, ties, whatever it ends up being. The Bears are the short shot. The Bears are plus 210. And Kelly, I feel like that is justified for reasons we'll get to here uh, more in depth momentarily. But the Bears last year, the Bears last year were 3-14. and Right. And so that is the key with all of this. The baseline is where you need to start. And with that, that's the – I don't know if you went about this the same way as I did, but I I went with Bears, Broncos even, I kind of took into account. And it's the, okay, what is the ceiling for where they get to this year? 100%. And what's the number of wins they need to improve by? Correct. So so I put like four to five is what I had in my mind. Yeah, I mean, with the Bears and the Broncos, right? The Bears having been three and 14 and the Broncos five and 12 last year, obviously – the room exists for that kind of improvement. On the other hand, and by the way, it, it would on the Texans and the Colts too, who are third and fourth on this list at seven to one and eight to one respectively, at uh, three thirteen and one and four twelve and one from the records last year. But I just don't buy that the Texans and Colts improvement yes will be nearly as close as the Bears and the Broncos, and Completely the mar- market yep. reflects that. After that is where is really what you're getting at, Kelly, which is the Saints were seven and ten, the Jets were seven and ten, the Browns were seven and ten. Okay, exception Rams, they were five and twelve on this list at eighteen to one. But then the Falcons again, seven and ten last year. A lot of people don't remember the Falcons finished with that record, and the Jaguars nine and eight. So when you think about those teams, they would have to hit it out of the park in every one of those cases, with the exception of the Rams, to win this market, to be the winning bet here. Because I mean, you think the Saints are winning ten games? Do you think the Jets are winning 11 games? Well, well I think you, it's – so I don't, right? I With don't those either. two teams, right. I don't. I don't either. But for those people out there that are super high on the Saints or super high on the Jets, mm-hmm. I do think it's worth sprinkling in. Maybe the Saints in particular, right? Because the Saints, 
we know that division's going to be easy already. So it, it, them getting to 12-ish wins, yeah. If, if they were to dominate this division, yes, they could get to that mark. Yeah. And by the way, so the, the other things part and parcel with this conversation, not just last year's record as a baseline, but the other things are, you know, Warren Sharp, we used to have on this show all the time talking about you know, strength of schedule in the NFL and how, you know, he does it the proper way. He does it based on projected season win totals, not last year's winning per- aggregate winning percentage, which is how mainstream media does it. And so the easiest schedule in all of football based on that would be, no surprise, Kelly, as you said, three out of the top four are NFC South teams. Saints easiest, Falcons second easiest. By the way, the Colts who are on that list, third easiest, Panthers fourth easiest. Then, by the way, the Niners, separate subject, but they have an easy schedule, right? Fifth easiest based on season win totals this year. The hardest, if you were curious, the hardest schedules heading into this year, not, uh, you know, somewhat apropos to this conversation, but not necessarily uh, applying to the teams we just mentioned. But the hardest ones are um, starts with the Patriots have the hardest. We mentioned that the other day. The Raiders, the second hardest schedule. The Dolphins, the third hardest schedule this year. And then the Bills, was that the Bills and the Chargers are next? The Bills and the Chiefs, fourth and fifth hardest. Pardon me, Chargers, sixth hardest. So there's that. And then there's the other thing that Warren Warren does, which is net rest, aggregate net rest. Now, this is good that he does this because this is one of those things that you don't really see with the naked eye. But it's essentially, if you took the total days of rest a team has versus the team's opponent's, aggregate rest over the course of a season. And so the Jets, Bears, ding, 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 Bears, and Commandos, is that what we're calling them now? Uh, those three teams have a net rest edge of 12 days, aggregate on the season. So we're talking about, you know, every time they play a game on extra rest versus their opponent who has short rest, if you just add those up and subtract and add and add and subtract throughout the whole season, that's what it ends up being. So the Jets, Bears, and Commanders get the best of that. As you see, the Niners have the worst of it this year, minus 20. So juxtapose that against what we just said, where the Niners have a really easy schedule. But yeah, but they have a horrible net rest. The Bears are easy peasy on all counts. And so I do think that the Bears number there, Kelly, going back to the original market we were talking about, is who's going to have the best improvement? The Bears have a low bar. They start at 3-14. and 14. They have a super easy schedule based on season wins of all their opponents, and they have a net rest edge. Plus 210 ain't sexy, but for all those reasons, it might be a good bet. Here's the question with all this. If we lived in a, in a DraftKings jurisdiction and were allowed to bet this, would you bet this market? That's the first thing. Probably, um, probably, but I'd be looking further down. A flyer. You take I, a flyer. I, I actually think... Yes, I think there's a little bit of value on the Bears and the Broncos. I do think there is. So I, it'd be top of the board for me or I'm going longer shot. And I'm talking, uh, you know, like I think for someone out there who's high on the Seahawks, where's the Seahawks? They're not on here. So they're 22 to 1 or longer. I know mm-hmm. that much. Okay, I don't know. Seahawks, maybe if you think the Niners are going to take a step back, that NFC West is pretty soft. You really like the Seahawks? I think that could be a good bet. Um, Correlate well, it with your conviction, exactly. as you said. You already know I'm, I'm, I'm on the Jags to win the division. Yep. It would be really hard for them to win this market, but if they run pure on some of those tough matchups we talked about yesterday, yeah, 22 to 1 I think is worth a sprinkle. I think here's my honest take on this. I think I would, I would gravitate the same. I would say I'd only want to bet a long shot on this. But because I think the Bears and the Broncos are justified, I'd probably never get around to betting it. 
That's probably my guess on this. But food for thought. Good creative market there from DraftKings. We'll come back. Mike Pritchard on Colorado next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.